The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend's set of readings begins with the second book of Maccabees, which is a noteworthy book for us. It's one of the, the latest written. Uh, was only about 150 years before the life of Christ, whereas some of the other ones date back to, to over a thousand years before the life of Christ. And so it shows to us really how the Jewish faith has had experienced some, some growth and some change and development, as well as what was it experiencing uh, culturally speaking, just in the society of the world of that day, what was taking place. And we see that what was taking place was a persecution. The people were being persecuted on account of their faith. And what the seven martyrs show to us today in the brief abbreviated account of their martyrdom is that if we hold to our faith, it will cost us something. These were the martyrs of the Old Testament, but the same is said of the martyrs of the New Testament. That if we hold fast to Jesus Christ, it will cost us. Jose was a young boy. You may have heard his story before as I've preached about it. He was one who wasn't really alive in his faith. He was just like most of the boys of his town. They had the town priest, but from time to time he would pick on him and throw things at him, make jokes. He wasn't very serious about it. Jose began to experience a bit of a conversion of his own heart. He began to draw close to the priest as the priest was taking him under his wing to teach him the things of the faith. Jose was still a little far away from the Lord, though. He didn't, he didn't have that, that dramatic living gift of faith. But he was getting there. The time began where the church, where Jose lived, began to be persecuted. To be a priest in your clerics meant to be that you could be shot on the spot. If you celebrated Mass you could be shot. If you attended Mass, you could be shot. There was no catechism. 
There was no sacraments. There was no faith in the public forum, according to the law of the land. A number of people began to rebel against this, obviously desiring to live their faith, to express their faith, and to practice it. Jose was among their number. As he began to understand the importance of faith and what the lack of it meant for him and his people. He joined a group of rebels, in a sense, Catholics, who wanted to remain Catholic and to live their faith and to have the freedom to practice it in the public square. He was ultimately captured and he was tortured. The soles of his feet were cut off and he was marched across town. He was marched across town to a grave that was dug. It had all the dirt, it had the hole ready to go. And at the head of the grave were his parents and his godfather. And they said, Jose, all you have to do is deny Jesus. All you have to do, you don't even have to mean it, you just have to say it. Just deny Jesus, and you can go home. This will end. The suffering will stop, and you can go be with your parents, with your godfather, with your family, and with your friends again. And Jesus looked at, or he looked at them, little Jose, and he looked at his persecutors, his executors, and he said, Viva Cristo Rey, long live Christ the King. And he was killed on the spot. With his last bit of energy, in the dirt on the ground ahead of him, he drew a small cross as a testament to his faith. Jose was 14 years old when he died. And it was less than 100 years ago in Mexico. Not in a land far, far away in a time long, long ago. A lot of times we think that the martyrs of the church were way back. But as John Paul II, Benedict XVI, and now Pope Francis have also proclaimed and tried to draw our attention to, is the fact that in the last hundred years, the church has seen more people martyred for the faith than for the previous 1,800 years combined. To be a Christian, to cling to Jesus Christ, is to know that it will cost us something. For many people today, it costs blood. We pray not that it will be the same for us. But even if it doesn't cost us blood, it costs us something else. The story of Jose is one that, 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 that I love. I'm fascinated by the gift of faith that was bestowed upon that man, especially at such a tender age. But what strikes me even more is the reading from Maccabees this weekend. Jose had a dramatic experience. It was something that that he had to deny Jesus, verbally at least. Even if he still believed in his heart, he had to verbally say, I renounce Jesus. That's a big thing for a Christian. What the Maccabee brothers experienced was something much smaller. It was the, it was the, the will of God, the, the desire of God, that the Jewish people not partake of pork. And the only thing that was asked of them 
seven brother martyrs in front of their mother, whom they saved for last to watch them all die. Shows you the wickedness of it all. All they had to do was eat a little pork. They didn't have to renounce their God. They didn't have to worship other gods. They just had to eat a little bit of pork. And it got me thinking as I was praying with that vision. That, that, that understanding of just how much they were willing to go to uphold the smallest of laws even of their faith. Who among us on a good Friday, one of the two days a year that the church invites us to fast or to abstain from meat? Who of us, when presented with a gun to our head and a stake in front of us, would not take a bite? Think about it. Who among us? I'd be willing to pick up a fork and a knife and start cutting. There's always confession, right? But seriously, we laugh. But that's exactly what the Maccabean brothers did. And their mother? Their mother. We get the abbreviated form of the story. There were seven brothers and all seven of them said something. And the mother, in spite of it all, you would think the mother would be saying, just eat the, just eat the pork. And the mother said, honor us. Lay down your life. Imagine watching all seven of your children die and you encouraging them on account of faith for pork. How seriously do we take our faith these days? How quickly are we willing to to fall away and abandon anything and everything that our faith teaches us to save a little hair on our hide? How quick can we be? We're willing to cast off Jesus, even in small ways, for the sake of a little comfort. I would like to think that whenever the big times come, that I could could persevere and I could follow Jesus. That if someone came to me and put that gun to my head on the day and said, choose Christ or not, I would like to say that I would be able to choose Jesus. But I'm not really sure. And the reason I'm not sure is because in the last couple of months, I think I made 7 a.m. Mass at the church on time once. Once. 7 o'clock Mass. I prefer the comfort of my bed and a few more minutes of sleep than to get up for the love of Jesus Christ and for His people, our community, to be at Mass on time. That's my job. (laughs) It's my vocation. I literally lay down on the cathedral floor for that, to offer Mass. I can sit in front of the TV and watch, watch the college, not the college, but the, the, the professional world series till midnight and be perfectly attuned. But you put me in front of the Blessed Sacrament of the chapel after 9 p.m. and I'm gone in three minutes. Where is my love for Jesus? Am I willing to suffer for him? Am I willing to be inconvenienced for him? And are you? It's the simple things. To have another drink or not. To have a little more food or not. Sunday Mass? Eh. Holy Days of Obligation? The Lord understands I'm busy. I've got things going on. 
And those are big things. What about the little things? The course of prayer throughout our day. To maybe unite ourselves with Jesus Christ, even for a few moments of prayer. And how often I myself am rather busy about other things than about the things of the Lord. It's easier to play on the computer or to play with a cat than it is to visit with Christ. There's a little sign over my desk that I put there on purpose that I try to remember, but too often I forget. It's a quote from Maccabees, or actually from Sirach, rather. It says, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. It's that reminder that when I come to serve Jesus, it's supposed to cost me something. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be difficult sometimes. It's supposed to feel like a cross. Because it means we're in union with Jesus. Jesus taking on flesh wasn't a pleasant thing for him. It was the cross. It was humiliation. It was suffering. It was sorrow. And ultimately it was pain and rejection and loneliness at the last hour. And he did it for love of us. The question is, what can I do for love of him? And what can you?